The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Publishing Today Radio, where aspiring authors, thought leaders, business owners, and others with a story to tell discover resources, helpful tips, and sage advice. Join Athena Dean Holtz, publishing industry expert, author, speaker, and independent publishing pioneer as she brings to the forefront experts who provide the information you need to succeed. And now, here's Athena. Well, welcome to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and our topic for today's show is the power of doing your homework. This last episode of Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry, will explore the power of doing your homework when choosing a publisher. There are so many options that sound so good, but using critical thinking and comparing the insinuations and the promises in the sales pitch to the actual fine print on the website can save an author time, heartache, and lots of money. Listen in today as we discuss with three different authors their experience with publishers who overpromise and underdeliver and discover why Redemption Press is your best choice as a Christian publisher. Before I introduce our guests and, and really kind of begin the conversation, I want to tell you a little bit about them. In fact, as I'm doing this, call or text a friend. Have them tune in on voiceamerica.com. Once they're at the site, all they have to do is type publishing today into the search bar and they'll be able to listen live. So here's the lineup for today's episode, last episode again, of publishing today. My first guest today is Dave Hamer. Dave and his wife, Carolyn, lead a multifaceted ministry devoted to the restoration of the spiritual foundations that empowered the first century church. He has penned two books, Father to the Fatherless and His Cruel Cross, My Mercy Tree. For more information on Dave and his works, go to www.riverspring.org. And then my second guest is RZ. She is a pastor, military wife, and women's ministry leader, and actually is in process of publishing her novel with Redemption Press. And then my third guest is Gary Mitchell, who is the author of Amos the Church Mouse and Amos the Philosophical Church Mouse. So those are two different books. He is a professor, journalist, and former Baptist pastor. He won numerous awards for writing and reporting while on staff at the Clovis News Journal from 1989 to 2003. So he's been in the biz for a long time. Prior to his newspaper career, he was pastor of a small Baptist church in Clovis, New Mexico for 10 years. Uh, Mitchell has a bachelor's degree in journalism from the University of North Texas 
and both Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry degrees from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, now serving as campus dean and assistant professor of religion at Wayland Baptist University Clovis has uh, in Clovis. He has also taught part-time at Clovis Community College. For more information on Gary, you can go to www.amosthechurchmouse.com. So before I bring my guests into the conversation, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the voiceamerica.com network, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. I should probably reiterate that this is the last Publishing Today episode on Voice America. The shows will be archived on my site, publishingtodayradio.com, for future access. This has been a great experience for me on Voice America. However, my former radio ministry is starting up again, which requires a greater focus from me. So we've determined the best action is to wind down this show. So can I just say thank you so much for listening. If you've been with me for the last three months, it's been a great adventure and a huge blessing for me to interview so many amazing professionals in the industry. I hope it's been a blessing for you too. If you'd like to check out my new show, it's a resurrection of my former show, Always Faithful, where we were always faith affirming the faithfulness of God and will continue to do so. It's primarily a show for women starting in August. I'll be on AM 630 KCIS in Seattle, Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're out of the area, you can find it on kcisradio.com, streaming live and archived on alwaysfaithfulradio.com. The last three months of shows for Publishing Today can be found on the web at publishingtodayradio.com, and my Twitter handle will remain Athena underscore on the air. All right, so let's get this show on the road. In order to work in schedules with all three guests, I had to pre-record their interviews, so let's start out with Dave Hamer. All right, well, Dave, welcome to Publishing Today. It's great to have you on the show. Good to be here, Athena. Yes, yeah, so you have um, gone through the publishing process more than once, which, uh, you know, probably the majority of the people who write a book only write one book. So you are um, already uh, kind of in the very um, small percentile of authors who are multi-published. And uh, so it, I would love for our listeners to just hear how you got started publishing what happened with your first few books and then kind of how you ended up with Redemption Press. Okay. Well, first of all, when I started, uh, you know, I just wanted to get my message out to a few people. And, you know, I started looking online to discover how I could get things published. And I went through a company and I, I don't even remember the name originally, uh, where basically you do all the editing, you download it, and then they print the books and send it back to you. There was no editing. There was nothing. And that was really where I began. And ah. then I realized that that really wasn't what I was looking for. I was looking for something a little bit more bookstore quality and all of that. And that's when I, I discovered Wine Press. And uh, I first published with Wine Press, I think, back in 08 or 09. And, uh, you know, overall, it was a good experience. 
Um, but then Winepress uh, went out of business, and I, I published um, with the Westbow, which is with Thomas Nelson. It's uh, supposed to be with Thomas Nelson, but I was pretty much disappointed, kind of a little bit disillusioned with that process. Um, when I got the books, the books were okay, but they weren't great. Um, and then as I began looking a little bit closer after I had published, you know, I realized that basically it was kind of like the puppy mills of publishing. Everybody has done at the same address, whether it's a Christian book or whether it's, you know, New Age books or all these different labels are done all in the same house. And uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I felt the editing could have been better, and I didn't feel what I paid for that it was the quality that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And it was about that time that my next book, uh, that another book, I was getting ready to publish another book, and I, I looked again, and that's when I found Redemption Press. And overall, Redemption Press has been the best by far in my experience. And the way I would describe it <clears throat> is you want a publisher that's big enough that they're really going to be quality, uh, but they're not so big that they lose the personal touch where you're just a number rather than a person. And what I found with Redemption Press, they were extremely professional. Uh, the people that worked on my cover did an extraordinary job. Uh, the person that managed my project, Amber, was excellent. I mean, I'd send an email with a question. She responded almost always the same day, and if not the same day, it would be the next morning. I never waited the second day for a response, ever, and during the whole publishing process, and I found that that type of customer service I had never found in book publishing, and I, I waited one time, four months, to get my, my manuscript edited, and when I complained about it, they said, well, the person doing the editing had a personal crisis, which I can understand, but it should have been passed on to somebody else. Exactly. And I, <laughs> yeah, and I never had that kind of a problem uh, with Redemption Press. They were on top of it. They were always, uh, you know, very responsive to my needs and kind of put my confidence back in the publishing industry. And what I would say is I found in Redemption Press kind of the sweet spot where it's big enough that it's very professional, very well done. The editing was excellent. So I put the books up against any, in any bookstore, made, published by anybody. Uh, the appearance is excellent, the quality, and, uh, you know, but they aren't so big that you lose that personal touch, which to me is uh, number one, having that personal type customer service. So that's, that's the biggest part with me, and as long as I'm publishing books, I'm going to be a Redemption Press author. Um, I feel that strong about it. This has been so much better than what I had experienced before. Well, that's that's very encouraging, and I know that, uh, you know, you've, I've seen you as an author, uh, especially through the process with um, the second book I think we started on for you. Um, now tell us the, but first tell us the uh, names of your two books, just so we get that clearly. Uh, one is uh, His Crow Crossed My Mercy Tree, and uh, the other is Father of the Fatherless. Okay, so His Cruel Cross, oh. 
That I remember when you sent in your author quest the cover questionnaire and you had described some very specific things for the cover that were somewhat symbolic that you wanted to um you felt like using those symbols would um communicate what you wanted. And uh, I remember uh, Brittany coming down and showing me your questionnaire and saying, well, you know, I'm just not feeling right about this. Is, what do you think and how can, we, how can we give him what he wants and what he deserves in a cover um, and, you know, make sure that it really is everything that it should be? And, you know, as we looked over your suggestions, there was, there was an area there that told me that you were... Um, open, that you were teachable, that you, you know, weren't like, God told me this has to be the cover, so this is what I need you to do. You, you know, were really very um, gracious and just said, well, I, I'm thinking maybe this is what would work, but whatever you think. And uh, so we took that liberty to really design a graphic that was way more powerful than what we originally did, which was to your, you know, the specs that of what you thought might work. And uh, I just loved how that worked and how excited you were about just, wow. I mean, that normally with most publishing companies, they would have just taken what you said, done it, whether it would have really been effective or not. And that's what you would have gotten. Yeah, and I, you know, it's got to be a collaborative effort because, you know, people that are involved in graphic design understand, uh, you know, I have a message that I want to communicate, but I'm not a graphic designer, so I'm smart enough to listen to people when they, you know, say to me, well, you know, have you considered this, and this might make it work, and as we discuss things, um, you know, we found something that did work, and I, I'm very pleased with the cover. And I mean, it's a very strong cover because it's a strong message that yeah. uh, I'm conveying. And I felt that the cover expressed that very well. And uh, so I'm very pleased with it. And I think if you're going to work with people, you know, you need to listen and gain from their insight. I mean, I'm, I'm a writer, but I'm not a graphic artist. And I don't understand the book publishing business like people that do it as a business. Um, and so you need that input, and I think that's very important. Uh, the other hand, you know, nobody was overbearing. It was like, you know, everybody, you know, it's suggestions, and what do you think? And it was that give and take until uh, we found something that, that really worked. And when the cover was completed, uh, we made one revision, and if, if I remember correctly, the one revision took care of it, and we were ready to go. And... Uh, Absolutely. In fact, I remember that revision was it was too dark, even though what we saw on the screen seemed a lot lighter. Um, it was just too dark. And so we picked a different color to go a little bit lighter and that just totally did it. And um, I'm just, I love that cover. I just think it's so powerful. Uh, so that was a fun uh, exercise to go through. And I love it when we're able to do that with an author like you who is willing to uh, collaborate with us and help us help you create a product that is really going to be compelling and people are going to be interested in. Yes, and people have commented about the covers, both of them, 
are excellent. And the one, the other cover, Father of the Fatherless, um, you know, the design on that cover is spectacular also. I mean, that was amazing. And Brittany, you know, I had a little bit of an idea, and Brittany was able to bring that forth in such a way that really it, it painted a picture even more profound than what I was trying to convey. And she worked on my idea and even took it further. And uh, I, I love it. I've had com great comments on both of the covers. And I, I literally, I would put them up against anything in any bookstore. Um, you know, I don't think there's, it's second to none as far as I'm concerned. And they're books that I'm proud of. I've got, I've got stored away uh, from my last publishing situation with uh, the other publisher, Westbow, that I've got books, the content is there, but uh, I'll never sell them. I'm never going to put them forward because compared to this one, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to sell them. I don't, I'll give them away or I'll just get rid of them uh, because even though the message is the same, the, the way it was put together was not, the, the cover wasn't as good, the inside wasn't designed as well, the editing was flawed, I had to have it re-edited, and what a difference it made when Redemption Press got a hold of it and really went to work on it. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Well, so, and, and I'll tell you what, you, can, you never have a second chance to make a good first impression, and that's what, you know, there's the cover, that's got to be killer, but then you got to open it up and not see typos and not look like it's self, you know, not look self-published and be well edited. I mean, there's all those pieces that are going to create your credibility for people who don't know you and or don't know someone who knows you. Um, that's just so important to have the quality that. Uh, and so we're committed to that, and we love it. To, we love to work with authors who share that same commitment. So it's been it's been a delight to work with you, Dave. I want you to know that. Well, I've got another book in the pipeline, so we'll be getting another one done probably early 2016. All right. So, well, t now tell our tell our listeners where they could find you online if they want to check out your stuff. I'm at riverspring.org, and that's our ministry website, and also David Hamer uh, on Facebook. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today on Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. It's been wonderful to have you with us. Well, thank you, Athena. All right. Hi, this is Shannon Etheridge, relationship coach, speaker, and author of over 20 books, including the million-copy best-selling Every Woman's Battle series. It was over 15 years ago that I was struggling to navigate through this publishing world, and Athena Dean was one of the first people that I encountered in this industry. Now, we've stayed in touch ever since then because she was such an encourager then, and she's still an encouragement to me today. What a mover and a shaker for God's kingdom, and I have no doubt that Redemption Press is living up to its name. Has anyone ever told you you should write a book? Athena Dean Holtz here, and I've been involved in the publishing industry as an author, blogger, coach, and publisher for over 25 years. One thing I've found is everyone has a story. It just takes the right team to help get it onto paper and then into a book that has the potential to touch lives. Give us a call today. The toll-free number is 844 844- 
844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-273-3336-844-
I came back from Germany for a, less than a year and have then moved to Japan. In the middle of all of this, I've been editing and refining this project, this book. When I was ready to publish, I knew that I needed to know more about the industry. And that's basically where I think you're catching me now. Yeah, and that is such a good realization to come to that you need to understand more about the industry. Because a lot,、oh. a lot of people don't know what they don't know. They don't realize what they don't know. <laughs> so they can easily be、uh, kind of persuaded in a direction that maybe isn't that great for them in the long run because they don't know. So that's, that's good on you. That you realize that. Well, yes, thank you for that affirmation. It's, it's very evident to me. I'm a pastor by training. That's the world that I've been trained to do and to, to lead in. I am not a writer. And honestly, I thought writing would be so much easier than it has turned out to be. I write all the time. I have written all my life. And as you know, and as your husband knows, Pastors write every single day and they have a sermon every single week. And this is not uncommon to us. I've often said I write because I breathe. I cannot help but write. That is what God has put into my being. But writing a book is a horse of another color. And this project has really opened my eyes both to the power of what The kind of writing I like to do, and also to the, to the difficulty of getting it right.、Mm. And writing is, you know, 1% inspiration, 10% get it done, and 89%, if I've done my math correctly, just following it up. The editing and the refining and the clarifying.、Yeah. So that part became really clear how much I didn't know. So the idea of knowing what I was doing to publish, that was a pretty easy thing for me to realize I knew nothing about. So I go to the conferences, I ask a lot of questions, I listen to a lot of voices, I hear of different、um, companies that are offering this. I had gone through the process of Choosing one agent from one of these conferences and got you know, positive feedback, very positive as a matter of fact. And finally, in the end, was told, We really like your writing style, we really like your concept, we don't have access to your community.、Um, I happen to be in the military, my husband happens to be in the military, and at least some portion of this book has a military slant. Because this is the world I've inhabited for the last 30 years. And so, as a result,、um, I, I took my one rejection from my one agent possibility and said, Well, I don't feel like going down that road because it, the, the stories are horrible and they go long and long, and、mm-hmm. you, know, you knock at all these doors and you get 50 rejections, and then finally somebody says, Yes, well, I wasn't willing to go through that process.、Um, I said, no, I want to get this book out. We live in a different era. And so here I am. 
And so when when that happened and you just you finally determined, okay, I'm not going to go the royalty route. I'm not going to wait around for someone to accept me and then wait around for uh, two years to even get it in print. Um, you obviously began at that point to think about independent publishing, self-publishing, and kind of started doing your homework. Tell me a little bit about, we've got about 10 minutes left, so tell me a little bit about how that started and then what had happened up to the point where we talked, because we talked on the phone before last Christmas, maybe last fall sometime. Tell me a little bit about what happened up to that point. Okay, I had I had known about you, I knew about Zulon, and and I had narrowed it to Westbow. I've had conversation with each one of the three of you. Um, I had known of two or three others and made some categorical decisions that I couldn't couldn't decide out of a field of six. So I narrowed it to three, and then I started having conversation with um, the, the salespeople who were sa- saying, "My company has what you have, what you want." Hmm. Um, so I, I was in serious conversation with Zulon Westbow and Redemption Press. I did speak with you um, last November and thought I was at the point to pull the trigger and say, let's do this. Circumstances then just didn't lend themselves to having that go forward. I did not expect it to take until summer to get to this point. I thought that we would be putting that book out into the public sphere probably at Easter, and even that was ambitious. Um, In the conversations with Zulon, Westbow, and Redemption Press, I was learning how to interpret the words that were used and the meanings that those word, words conveyed. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to publish your book. That sounds like one thing. But how does that, you know, that it goes to a printer and gets put into print, that's obvious. It has to do with how does it get put out into the public domain? Is it, how is it being marketed once the book has been printed? And then what does that mean to me as the author and my return on that. That's where my interpreting had to come right back to full center. Um, because one, one would offer um, book fairs and, and made the point of saying that we have all of these churches around the country that we will, we will send your book to, not, not the physical book, but the press release, well, um, I became clearer that book fairs, that was Zulon, by the way, mm-hmm. but book fairs don't seem to have a, a, a rationale for them anymore. If I am one of a thousand books that are being published by Zulon, I actually, I really have no idea how many they publish in a quarter, but... Um, you know, being one of 500, one of a thousand, somebody would go to the book fair stall and say, "Oh, that's a nice display," and walk away. Um, exactly. <laughs> so it didn't seem to me to be a useful marketing strategy. 
It sounds um, good. It sounds, sounds it does. great. It does. It's very appealing at the, at the beginning um, until you start digging into what does that mean. The list of churches, it turns out, is literally a list of churches that come to me, and then my job would be to go out and approach each one of those churches. I have no idea what size they are, um, what what denomination or audience that they I, – I don't know enough. To, to do that job, and it's not the job I want to do. Granted, one of the big things I learned at the book fairs that I went to several years ago, marketing is up to the author. You know, we, we are multi-hatted. Now, I can ask you, Redemption Press, to publish my book and help me with this, but when push comes to shove, I have gotten it clear in my mind that my job is to market my book. And... I I got that even as clearly as when I was talking to the agent. Yeah. And even if I was picked up by a publishing house for royalties, I would still be the one to go out there and get this book out to the public. Yeah. So understanding, you know, it's finally clear to me, I have a, a multi-hatted job and writing a book is not is one part of a much bigger piece. Exactly. So, so then as you, uh, were going back and forth between Westbow and Zulon and Redemption Press, mm-hmm. you were zeroing in on, okay, what are you saying you're doing for marketing? And what are you saying you're offering for all those things? And, and what is it? It was, did you find a difference between the words that were being said on the phone and what was actually in the fine print on the website? Actually, I did. And, um, on on one of the uh, pieces of, of information that was being sent to me by Westbow, um, it said very boldly, you'll get 50% back from books sold at bookstores. And I made my assumptions that that meant what I thought it meant. And then when I went into the website and saw what the returns were, one of the returns you know, they have all these different categories of, you know, what you get back. If it's if it's your book is bought at this venue, then you get this much back. And if this book is bought through us, you get this much back. And one of the um, sales points was if you sell it through, and I cannot remember, I'm sorry, if it was a bookstore or Amazon, mm-hmm. I would get 10% back. Now, not not fifty, right? No, it was not fifty, and um, I did ask them about that when I was saying thanks, but no thanks. I said I, you know, I was confused by that, and he said, "Well, you have to understand, all of these costs are are our costs," and I I suppose that's true, but um, I I figured I should be getting more than ten percent from one of the bookstores. Um, well, especially if, especially if you're funding all of the upfront costs to produce the book, yes, you should. That's what it that's what it boiled down to. It wasn't just that I'm only getting 10% back because they've invested this much in me. I've invested this much in me, exactly. and they're still getting 90% back. And I I had an issue with that. Yep. So, um, yeah. So okay, so we've got a couple of minutes left. Give me a couple more bullet points where you saw the big difference between what they promoted and what they were offering, and what we did. Happy to do it. Both Zulon and Westbow 
they did say that the author could set the price of the book, but their recommended price per book was too high. I didn't, I didn't want to price my book that high. Um, their package deal didn't offer enough quality editing. And they, you know, both of them said, yes, we will have this edited, but they were looking for commas and misplaced words or mis misspellings. They did not offer the post print editing that I will be getting, that I am now getting with Redemption Press. The um, Westbow return on the book at bookstores was too low. The book fairs that Zulon was offering seemed like ineffective marketing to me. The list of churches that Westbow, oh, actually, that wasn't Westbow, that was Zulon, um, seemed like something that was a bigger job than I wanted to take aboard, even though it was part of their sales for why they would, why I would want Zulon. I chose not to. Um, the publicity from Ingram, uh, publishing to bookstores, was, it was touted as a much bigger thing than the actual marketing was going to be. Right, right. I believe that Redemption Press is offering more personal editing reviews. I'm confident, I have just, just this morning heard from the staff editor who read my book, and I'm confident that she's going to give me really sound and solid advice. The press release that Redemption Press offers is the same and will be available to the, to the same bookstores. And I really like, Athena, that you are going to work on those gift cards to buy, buy the, the card that then lets you go in and scan the code um, rather than the physical books so that when I go to give retreats or um, go do talks or lectures, then I, I might not have to carry 50 books with me. I might be able to carry 30 books with me plus those cards, and they can then go buy my book through Redemption Press. So those were the big points that drew me to Redemption Press and you personally. You are very thoughtful, insightful, persuasive, and calm. I never, ever felt like I was being pushed into a decision that I needed to make this decision now in order to make this price. I really appreciate that about you. Well, thank you so much, RZ. It has been, it was, all of our conversations were always delightful. And I was always um, hopeful and encouraged when I'd hear back from you that you were doing your homework. Because I knew if you did your homework and you did it well and thoroughly, you would find out that what we were offering was um, it, not only better for you, but uh, certainly better to make sure that the message is going to get to where it needs to be in a realistic and effective and efficient manner. And uh, it, I'm excited to see, you know, the rest of the process with you and the rest of the journey. So we're just right at the beginning of the journey with you. But because of all the work you did to really do your homework um, I thought it'd be exciting to have you on the show today. And thank you so much for being on with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for asking. You bet.
Ever thought about writing a book to tell your story, inspire others, or fulfill a calling in your life? Putting your words on paper is a frightening yet thrilling process that can result in untold lives being touched. The professionals at Redemption Press will walk with you through the process of creating a product you will be proud of. My book was extremely personal, very close to my heart, my baby. From the first call I made to Redemption, Athena and her staff tended to this child like it was their own. My manuscript was very involved, including not only text, but also photographs of my artwork. My project manager was so patient and helpful. She was in it for the long haul. Whether it was through phone calls or emails, every staff member at Redemption involved in the publishing process made me feel like I was a person and that my book was their priority. Give Redemption Press a call today at 844-2-REDEEM. Like them on Facebook or go to AuthorsInCharge.com for more information. All right, well, we are back here at Publishing Today, uh, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and this is our last show of Publishing Today. And we're talking about the power of doing your homework. And uh, I have our last author that we're going to interview today on with me right now, Gary Mitchell. Um, Thanks for being with us today, Gary. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking me. You bet. Well, Gary, tell us a little bit about your journey and the books that you've written. And uh, just kind of uh, how... Let's... Let's have your journey all the way up until you decided to come with Redemption Press, and then I'll start asking you some other questions. Okay. Um, well, I, I uh, first got the idea of uh, trying to... Uh, I, I've been writing a newspaper column, with kind of a humorous religious column called Amos the Church Mouse, A View from Under the Pew. And several of my readers were wanting maybe to have it book form, so I started looking around, trying to see if I could find a, a book format that would that would be good. I was uh, I first looked at Publish America. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that or not, but uh, they were going to make this wonderful, uh, outstanding deal, <laughs> and. Uh, I had my brother's a lawyer, so he looked he looked it over and he pointed out some things in the contract that was uh, like I couldn't do anything with it for seven years. Right? Yeah, that was a biggie. It started at eleven years, and then they had some legal action against them that made them bring it down to seven, which is still ridiculous. Yeah, and and anyway, I that that just put up a roadblock in my in my mind so I I, I didn't go with them um, in the meantime I I, I, I talked with you uh, Athena at, mm-hmm. at a couple of writer, Christian writers conferences that's when you were with Wine Press uh-huh. and I was impressed with you and how you looked at things so I decided to give Wine Press a shot and Wine Press in those early days it was really good yeah you uh I, I really felt well taken care of and then as 
further the further along that we got into it, um, there's a lot of pressure put on me as an author to um, like attend the international convention. The Christian International Christian Retail Show. So, yeah. 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 And and I'm I did go um, one time and and. I, I treated it more like a vacation for me and my family. Yeah, good idea, because that's about all it was good for. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, they were sort of, you know, they were promising, you know, first of all, I had to buy 300 of my own books and just to have them sit up there. And give away, away. right? Yeah. And I said, oh, well, I hope this works. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, I don't think there was maybe two or three nibbles through the whole convention. But, mm-hmm. but it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was kind of in the spotlight for a while, and and, uh, so, and my, my family got a big kick out of it. So it, as a vacation, it was great. Uh, I, <laughs> I uh, spent a lot of money on my own books. <laughs> right. It was a lot. Yeah, Trauma. but now at some point, where, where in that journey between your experience with Wine Press and coming to Redemption Press, did you end up with a second book at yes. Crossbooks? Yeah. When was that? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, I did have a, se- a sequel to Amos. It's called Amos, the Philosophical Church Mouse. Ah. Another view from under the pew. Uh-huh. It is a collection of because a lot of my columns tended to be philosophical, and uh, Amos would deal with these philosophical, as a church mouse, deal with these kind of issues. and So I decided to do another book, um, and uh, I wasn't happy with, with Ryan Press at this point because it was under new management. And right. It seemed like they were always pushing me to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on publicity and things like that that hadn't worked in the past. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I wasn't really looking to having Wine Press do it again. Right. And then, so I ran across um, Crossbooks, mm-hmm. which was kind of a new offering um, among publishers, but it was connected with Lifeway bookstores, Lifeway. Um, and Lifeway, of course, is connected to our Southern Baptist publishing arm. And since my faith background is Southern Baptist, I, I like that connection with Lifeway. Right. And so it sounded really good. And then, of course, they they were making this alluring promise that sometimes if you if you sign with Crossbooks that you might get picked up by the the major the major book publisher there with with Lifeway. Rodman and Holman, right? Holman, yeah, Rodman and Holman, right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a large carrot to kind of put in front of a person. And so yep, I, yep. I was I was interested in that. It worked. I had to give them a, <laughs> a chance. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so we went through that process. One of the things that I missed at Crossbooks that you guys at Wine Press in the early days did. Um, was having an editor, editor, you know, for your top top of the line uh, package. Mm-hmm. There was an editing uh, part. Right, it. right. Crossbooks didn't have the editors 
he had to pay for it extra if he uh, wanted to, yeah. to have it edited. And uh, I thought that was important. Right. So, anyways. Uh, so then you, so you went with them, and then how long were you in print there before they went under? Well, I was in print with them for a while. <laughs> I say in print. I think I only had ebooks in print because. Really? And the, yeah, they. I don't know how they mixed mixed it up, but my book never got physically printed. Oh my! The copy that I got as proof copies. Mm-hmm. Um, they they weren't selling it in the bookstore, and I didn't find that out until a year after the fact. Oh my! And I spent another two or three thousand dollars on a publicity package, but I, ever everybody, well, the way I found out is people were trying to get my book and they couldn't find it anywhere oh, dear. in the Crossbooks bookstore. Right. And so I I called. Well, I had a couple of book signings, and I couldn't the store managers couldn't get the books from Crossbooks, so I would have to order them myself and bring them in and do a consignment kind of thing with the for my book selling. So finally it dawned on me, something's wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I called Crossbooks and found out that they didn't have me in their bookstore. Oh my. It was the philosophy they had it as an ebook and I sold maybe two or three ebooks. But that's all I sold through Crossbooks. Mm. And you spent and I paid three thousand dollars for a publicity campaign that wasn't doing was any good. worthless. Yeah. Oh. I was not very happy about that. No. And Crossbooks went under, but in the meantime, up until that point, I you know, wine press faded away right not not very quietly but faded away <laughs> right <laughs> and uh and you started up redemption press and and i i knew my experience with you and with the the early days of wine press was really good and i could see the philosophical bend that that redemption press was going that you guys had the author in mind mm-hmm and I really like that attitude and, uh, and the way that you... Uh, plus, there's um, you had some people working with you at Redemption Press that were some of my favorite people at Wine Press. Oh, I'll bet that's Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, Amber is the one. Yep, she's I awesome. I remember Amber very fondly. Yes. She did. She did a good job. Yep. And uh, so I went to you guys for... Uh, reprinting my f first Amos book, and it went. Oh, y'all, y'all were great. I mean, the pricing was. Uh, I don't think you, you probably d didn't make any money <laughs> ever on my book, but I really appreciated what what you did. And uh, you know, I, I'm kind of you know, I, I was sort of like a jilted lover. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And some bad experiences. And well, so yeah. My I, my tendency is to just kind of withdraw and 
not go out on a limb and buy a whole bunch of books and try to sell. So I'm, I'm sure I'm not the best author for for a company to have, but I was because I was withdrawing. Well, myself, but, and that's so, total. And I want you to know that is totally okay with us. We are not. We're gonna. Want, like you better and treat you better if you're going to buy 500 books when you're done publishing or I mean that is just not even on our radar we want to just facilitate you having the resources you need to do the ministry God's called you to do and if that's you know 10 books every 6 months that is fine with us and then uh, so now Crossbooks went under <laughs> I'm starting to think that I have a <laughs> I have a, a plague about me. There's a cloud that hangs over my head. <laughs> no, don't take it personal. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, uh, <laughs> it's like I, well, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but anyway, I, you guys uh, have taken me in on the second book, and I'm just, I'm really enjoying uh, Redemption Press. I haven't. I'm, we're still in process on the second edition of another, um, the, the second Amos book. But okay, it's is everything's going well with it so far. So. so right now you've got the first book, original book that was with Wine Press. That's back in print and back in distribution and available to you at a much lower rate than Wine Press used to oh, sell them yes, to you for. It is. And then the Cross Books pro- uh, project, the second philosophical Amos, church, the Church Mouse, that's in process to get back into print since Cross right. since Cross closed down. In Cross the, Books. In the meantime, also while I was with Cross Books, I submitted uh, the second, you know, the sequel to Amos, the philosophical Amos. I submitted to a, a book contest here. In New Mexico and Arizona, uh-huh. it's called um, Best Books of New Mexico and Arizona, or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and Amos, the philosophical Amos, won uh, finalist in two categories. Nice. In religious books and in philosophy. Wow! Very uh, good. So actually, he was second in philosophy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He was one of five books picked as finalists in the religious books category. So wow, well done. We got a sticker on the cover, and we got all right. That whenever whenever the process gets through with Redemption Press, and see if that will help uh, sell books a little bit better. Absolutely. Well, you have been through quite a journey, and I totally get it on the jilted lover thing. Um, but I'm glad you, you know, are at least taking the risk of saying, okay, Lord, if you gave me this, you want me to be faithful and keep it in print and keep it out there and available. Um, you know, you're, you've taken that step and whatever, however that ends up looking in the future, um, you know, we, we just want to be a facilitator and to be, to have you in mind. And so we're, you know, thankful and grateful that you decided to give us, well, give me another chance, um, certainly after uh, Wine Press went under. But uh, it's been great to have you on the on the show today and hear your story. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, both books do in the future. 
Thank you very much. In fact, I've, I've got the first Amos that you guys are, are publishing. I've entered it this time, this year, in the New Mexico, Arizona Best Books contest, and we'll see how how the first Amos does. All right. But they they let me since it's a second edition or second printing. Uh huh. They they let me go ahead and enter it because I hadn't entered it in any other contest before. So very good. So it's a new. So you're doing a relaunch on the yeah, first book. Right. There we go. Doing it backwards. All right. Well, that's okay. We're making uh, lemonade out of lemons, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> Listen, you guys are great. I, I could, I can't say enough about Redemption Press. Uh, you guys are, are wonderful, and I pray God's blessings to be upon you and all your staff. Uh, Thank you so you've much. You've been a godsend. Too. Oh well, praise the Lord. Thank you so all much. Authors. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for being with us today. Okay. All right. All right, well, this has been a great episode all about the power of doing your homework. I like to call it your due diligence, but that is a legal term, and I don't know that we really need to go to that extreme in comparing publishers and finding out really what we're paying for and what we're really going to get and what is a realistic expectation. But I think uh, these three authors have, um, I think by their story and by their journey, uh, it really given a good example of, gee, how we can um, be taken in by the carrot or the lure of wow, if I go with this company, they'll do this extra special thing that they're insinuating, although you don't really call it an insinuation at that point. Or, uh, gee, um, I thought I'd get picked up by this big publisher if I went with them, and, and it sounded like I would. And, you know, believing a lot of the sales hype, that it's, uh, you know, it's when, you, when you're a Christian, it's easy to believe that people are telling the truth especially if they purport to be a Christian company. So I, I love the critical thinking of RZ and her, uh, you know, really putting us through our paces. All three companies, Westbo, Zulon, and Redemption Press, she did not miss a lick. And I appreciate that about her. Um, now, the other two authors, Dave and Gary, had previous relationships with me as a publisher and so there was some trust there um and even though rz and i had met and there was a level of trust there she really did the best job i believe of really critiquing what's being said compared to what's being uh a really promised in writing on the website and uh you know, what really is the value of these different parts of the package? Um, I just, I, I thought she did a great job at that. And I was very encouraged to kind of go back and forth and really uh, allow her to ask any question. No question was too hard. So um, I, I love being able to work with authors and really help them understand and compare apples to apples. So you know, if you've got a book you're thinking about publishing, I'd love to be able to do that with you someday and uh, and see if we might be a good fit for you. So 
Again, as we wrap up this show, uh, if you didn't hear the beginning of the show, I should probably just say it again, that this is the last episode of Publishing Today. The shows will be archived on my site at publishingtodayradio.com for future access. Uh, this has been a great experience, but I am moving on and really back to my love, uh, the ministry show that I had uh, formerly in Texas and uh, is now going to be on AM 630 KCIS in the Seattle area, a Krista broadcasting station. I'll be on there every Friday starting in August at 1 o'clock Pacific time. Would love to have you join me. And uh, I'll be at alwaysfaithfulradio.com and Athena underscore on the air on Twitter. And it has just, uh, it's been a blessing to be with you for this last three months. This is Athena Dean Holtz for Publishing Today Radio, brought to you by Redemption Press. Have a great rest of your day and come join me on Friday starting in August at alwaysfaithfulradio.com. Thank you for tuning in to Publishing Today Radio. Be sure to join your host, Athena Dean Holtz, again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.